The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. How do we honor the forgotten whose work was once celebrated and who gets to decide which work stands the test of time? These are questions we're asked to consider in a new audio play called Recognition, which explores the story and legacy of Samuel Coleridge Taylor, an Afro-English composer and conductor born in London in 1875. The play brings Coleridge Taylor to life in conversation with Song, who's voiced by composer, musician, and actress Shiloh Koch. Reading it and looking him up has made me walk a little taller, like into my music class last week. He was born in Holborn in 1875. Victorian London. Black Victorian London. Musical black Victorian London existed. (laughs) I'm going to remember that. Next time I go into a room and notice I'm the only black person here, I mean, I try not to notice. I really try because it's painful to always think it even if you get used to it you don't want to get weighed down by it discouraged by it damaged by it i found a picture of him and stared at it for ages looked at his hair his expression so quietly commanding in his smart jacket looking directly at me at us It made me think of how a picture can sometimes relinquish power, or it can gather it, if that makes sense. And how we as a people through the ages have been looked at, gazed at, studied, but somehow we can still manage to look down the lens of the camera and show as much as we want to. If we want to. I need a picture. Hmm. But... I'm going to smile in mine. I look. Yeah. 
I look good. The Royal College of Music is a building made up of the finest, the most flamboyant. The corridors smelt of creativity, and strolling through them, hearing the sounds of oboes tuning and arias singing and someone yelling, Your timing is off. Are you watching me? Are you all watching? I could have died and passed to heaven. There are so many here possessed with what seems like a volcano of knowledge, of exploding talent, and I am here. It's been a week of nervously trying to find my tribe. I had hoped that maybe I would see another coloured man or woman like me, but no one else so far is here. Perhaps next year. This week, I've tried to throw myself into and feel everything. I've turned up to class early, I've hung on the words of my new tutors, dodged hands touching my hair again, batted them away while Where are you from? has been asked with such constancy that I'm beginning to enjoy replying Croydon and feel the amusement spread across my face as I watch the questioner think on my answer. I stay behind class in the evenings while the other chaps head for beer and play and one evening I have a sudden urge that I don't want to always stand in front of the others and play anymore. To be looked at anymore. I want to compose. I want to spend my days and nights working out which notes can sit on each other, what sounds can address the other. I imagine that I could hand my music to a player or singer and maybe, maybe I could create. Rather than play to someone else's tune, maybe I could do that. I am being watched constantly, and as I hand in my first piece to my tutor, as I walk up and hand the pianist my music, his eyebrows raise. The class is hushed. My Allegro. It's in 4-4. And, if you wouldn't mind, fairly brightly. been looking at his picture for like a week. Distinguished. Strong. Not passive. Proud. Like, he knew. He knew he was good. I've been looking at him for too long, even though I have a deadline. And I am petrified of what my tutors will say, and I am... I am taking my time, because... I am... Struggling. <laughs> I get the feeling that if I wasn't so worried about what others in my class thought of my music, that I'd get my compositions finished sooner. I need a writing shed at the bottom of my garden, just like his. A soundproofed studio shed palace. Just for me. <laughs> in my dreams. Apart from the letter, there isn't a lot to find from his voice. Of course, there's well-documented quotes from plenty of white musicians at the time. I have received a request from the secretary to write a short orchestral thing for the evening concert. I am sorry I am too busy to do so. I wish, wish, wish you would ask Samuel Coleridge-Taylor to do it. He still wants recognition, and he is far and away the cleverest fellow going amongst the young men. Please don't let your committee throw away the chance of doing a good act. Edward 
Elgar. Weird, him trying to do a good thing, obviously, but you have to ask why. If Coleridge Taylor was that good, why didn't others know it yet? Could he only be celebrated if someone vouched for him? I need more from him. Sometimes, sometimes when I can't put into words how I feel about something or a moment, that's when I'm able to play the best or write a tune. It flows out. Being wordless works for me. I mean, I write best late at night and I think that creative minds sift through the world differently, right? Tuned into a different frequency. So maybe, maybe his way of making sense of how he felt was coded in his music. Nothing makes me happier than turning everything off. The radio, my phone, the Wi-Fi, especially if I need to get my work done. Digital ramblings and hashtags and news, off. And I sit. I sit. And for one minute, I listen to the sounds around me. The ambulance bruising through the traffic. The kids playing tag. The ball up against the wall. The rain against the window. One minute of whatever sounds around me. Eyes closed. And then I press play. I listen to his music. Need to give it my full attention because I'm listening for... For... And then I hear it. I hear what makes the music special. I think I hear it. Recognition is one of eight plays forming Written on the Waves an audio project presented by 45 North. 45 North champions, develops, and produces outstanding work by female-identifying and non-binary artists. You'll find a link to the play in the show notes.